what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators my name is julian i'm here at brooklyn what's going on brother not much bro just chilling we back for another week how you doing doing good we're doing things a little different this week uh there's a lot of like preseason stuff going on between the nba and the nfl uh, Little League World Series is going on as well, and then we're right mm-hmm. in the dog days of the MLB season, and there's not a, a whole lot of like special particular things to talk about, but, 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 but we do have some stuff to talk about, and this is something of that course. we have talked about in the past, like touched on randomly when we talk about random people, but today we're going to get into underappreciated and under-respected athletes of all time. And, you know, you always hear about the Kobe Bryants, the MJs, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady's. You hear about these guys everywhere. You can't avoid them. Everywhere. But there's plenty of guys who have done a lot for their teams, for their success, who have put up great numbers, that kind of just get lost in the shuffle. Brooklyn. What's up, Jew? You know anybody that fits that mold? I do. And I know we got a couple of them, too. But to start off, this dude right here, he he was one of my favorite players growing up. One of my favorite players, five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, 2004 NBA champion, Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups. He don't get enough respect in the game. For being one of the best point guards up there within about like top 20-ish, top top 15-ish. Chauncey, dude, he was dope, man. The numbers prove it. He comes up clutch whenever you need him. Led that 2004 Pistons team to the championship with Rasheed, Ben, all those dogs, bro. All the dogs. Career like a 41% shooter. So he he shot it at a big clip too, and he he's up there with um about like top twenty ish in a lot of different stat categories for multiple years. Assist top twenty for eight years, uh, free throw percentage twelve years, three point percentage seven years. Like he the numbers are there wherever you look around for Chauncey. And yeah, man, just. I don't think he gets enough love in the game. Well, you know, it's funny. I almost put a different member of that uh, that, that Pistons team. I, I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. I was, was it Ben? Yeah, I, I was going yep. to. I wound up not including him, but Ben Wallace was almost on my uh, my list of mentions here. And, it, yep. and, you know, we mentioned Ben and we mentioned Chauncey, which congratulations to Chauncey uh, on the head coaching job uh, out in Portland. Uh, Absolutely. Hopefully he can do something uh, special over there like he used to on the court. But that whole team, their their whole thing they were known for is they were the team to win a championship in the NBA without a true superstar. They were just gritty. Yeah, it was a really deep really team gritty. that you had several guys you can go to, Rip Hamilton and Tayshaun Prince and Wallace, Chauncey Billups. Like It was a really, really gritty, tough team. Uh, you're definitely right. Chauncey isn't, like, the guy you think of when you, you think of, like, point guards from the 2000s. I think there's mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of other guys that 
you probably think of. You think of like the Chris Pauls, the Steve Nashes, uh, those types of guys. And Chauncey kind of, you know. Just flies under the radar. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned he's like a top 20 uh, point guard of all time. He's probably closer to like top 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from a really loaded position all time. No, not, not, not at all. It, and, it's uh, tough to be a great point guard. Yeah, and. <laughs> I, I can't think of any Chauncey Billups stats off the top of my head, right? But what I do know is that if you're looking for a defender that makes the defense as a whole, not just the guy he's guarding on the perimeter better, there's probably like three guys better at that position all time, maybe. Maybe. Like he's one of those guys that you pick if you want an all-defensive team. Yeah, I, I like that. I like Chauncey. That's a good one. What you got? That's a really good one. So I'm going to switch up sports real quick on you. Okay. And this guy is actually still a current player. Okay. Which kind of says a lot because he's not, not only is he a current player, but he's only 33 years old. Okay. Which every time I see that, I'm always just like, weird. Brand new quarterback in LA, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> Has yeah. to be one of the most underappreciated guys ever. And granted, he's been in Detroit for a long time. They were only okay for like two or three seasons when Megatron was there. And even then, they weren't really good. They were just like fringe, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford has the most passing yards through 160 starts in NFL history. Better, better, better than Aaron Rodgers, better than Drew Brees. And every other guy above him, right? Uh, he's 16th currently on the all-time uh, passing yards list. And he has played, what is it, 140 less games than Tom Brady. But only has 30, I think it's 35,000 less yards. So if he keeps on this pace, he'll be well past Tom Brady. Granted, this pace is really hard to keep up, right? He's been in the league yeah. quite a while at this point. But if he keeps it up at this point in his career when he's at the 300 games that Tom Brady played, if he does get there, not many guys have. In fact, two have. Tom Brady and Brett Favre. <laughs> That's it. Uh, if he does manage to get there and keep on some some semblance of a pace, he will wind up being the NFL's all-time passing yards leader. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and I'm glad you uh, bring him up because I was looking at Stafford, but I was I was trying to keep it uh, old school players in a sense, and not too many uh, current guys. But yeah, absolutely, bro. Matt Stafford, automatically you you throw his name on there because it, it's tough being uh, stuck in Detroit. Yeah, you're not getting that much love, and I'm really excited to see what he does with, with his new Showtime team. Yeah, and, so. and the cool thing about where he is now, they were a really good team last year, and and Jared Goff was just like pretty objectively bad last year. Yeah, like we've seen Goff be okay, right? We've seen him be a pretty good quarterback at times, and by pretty good, I mean like you can get by. Uh, last year really wasn't that, and so now you throw. 
without a doubt, an all-time great quarterback, at least statistically, right? He's never had the winning, but statistically, in the mix, with that really good defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and now you add him to an offense over there with guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, the the millions of running backs that they manufacture and turn out to be good, right? Because that <laughs> happens every time for the Rams. Uh, you, have, yeah. you have something pretty cool, and that that I think that's probably the only – active guy we're going to wind up talking about unless you have somebody i got one active guy you have one active guy let me let me hear that let's go for that go for that yeah well the, this is a guy near and dear to me and juice heart and i think you know exactly where i'm going with this let's Jude. go i got carmelo anthony yes there's really not much that i need to say like the the last couple of years prior to when he got to Portland, Carmelo was just at the bottom of the dumps when it came to respect. Yeah. And th- this man deserves every ounce of respect for what he's done in this league. Carmelo Anthony is just a top-notch player through and through. Any which way you look at it, all the way from Syracuse, USA Basketball, Nuggets, like Knicks, all, all throughout, Carmelo has just been that guy who's scoring at a top clip all the time, just a bucket. And one of our favorite players. And just because he's our favorite player doesn't mean, like, okay, we're a little bit biased. No, you look around the league, you ask anybody, Carmelo Anthony's that guy. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think that kind of proves the point a little bit, right? Because if you ask any actual basketball player, Carlo, Carmelo Anthony is that guy. But if you ask, like, a fan who's, like, not been a Syracuse Knicks kind of a guy – uh, who hasn't really cared for Carmelo at all or not really paid attention to him or just kind of points out the lack of playoff success. Uh, it's kind of easy to dismiss him mm-hmm. just because you can say, oh, he's never been to a finals. He's never actually been that important to a team because he's never been on a winner besides like one or two years out in Denver and a one in New York. Uh, but this is a league, right? That is really, really, really difficult to score in at a high level. It just is. It's really hard to do it. There's a reason that not that many guys score over 25 a game. He's done it for a good part of his career. He led the league in scoring in a season with Kevin Durant fully healthy after three in a row scoring titles. LeBron, Kobe Bryant, all those guys are active in the league and – Carmelo Anthony led the league in scoring. And that's just not something that's easy to do, especially post, like, three-point line, right? This is not there's, – there's big men that are – yeah, Dwight Howard still playing really well at that period of time. Like, this – leading the league in scoring is really difficult. Carmelo's Absolutely. done it. He's – I don't know where exactly he's on the list of all-time scorers. You would probably know better I than me, can, but he's I can get that pretty report. high up there, I He's, he's pretty high up there on all-time scoring. And then with the retirement of Kyle Korver this offseason, him and LeBron are the only two remaining guys from the 2003 draft. Yeah, so active point scored. Obviously, LeBron's up there first. Carmelo's second. For active career, yeah, he's sense. 12th. 12th all-time? 12th all-time. How far is he from getting top 10? Um...
If, if that's an easy thing to access, it's not that serious. And <laughs> I'm getting it. Uh, he is about 112 points. From being in the top 10? Uh, I'm sorry, that's 11. A thousand and... Okay. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that's a small yeah, discrepancy. A, a little, about <laughs> about a thousand. Okay. And that, that will be passing Shaq to get to that point. Wow. So, and you got to think... He's playing this season with the Lakers. He's likely gonna score a thousand points this season, right? I don't know how, what like a good number of points is per year, but it's definitely a thousand, certainly within reach for a season. Let's see how much he scored this year. Points are strange because you have like you have eighty-two games, so if you're scoring. 17 a game or like you know 13 a game probably scoring a good amount <laughs> he he scored 924 this year yeah. so it's it's definitely possible sounds right and they'll likely make a deeper playoff run too so he'll have a couple of playoff games yeah. to to add to that so yeah um likely gonna crack top 10 uh if he doesn't get injured or anything like that and actually gets like minutes in in uh la uh it is weird that he does get disrespected especially when you think of like all-time scorers for like this generation people just kind of point to katie uh yeah. Harden, lebron and granted those are all fair absolutely they're all fair that's staff obviously that. but uh yeah I, I just think he kind of got brought in at a interesting time like in between like the kobe and lebron type of stuff so he just it was really easy to get muddled muddled out in terms of like fan appreciation, besides us, <laughs> love you, mellow. Love you, mellow. Stay mellow. Stay mellow. <laughs> Stay mellow. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to switch up the sport again, and this is going to be going to be bouncing around a lot. This is an yeah. interesting one that I don't think anybody here would have expected me to say. Okay. And I I have to bring this up. This guy has a career better OPS than Hank Aaron. Excuse me, say what? He has a career a better career <laughs> OPS than Hank Aaron. Really? I'll give you one guess. He is a switch hitter. And he is as underappreciated as humanly possible. He's not in the Hall of Fame yet. If he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, I will riot and storm Storm Cooperstown. <laughs> it's a switch hitter. There's not that many all-time great ones. Well, what what era are we looking at? Oh, uh, it's it's like the late nineties, two thousands. Late nineties, two thousands. Mostly, know, yeah, I'm, mostly two thousands actually. I'm 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 stumped. So just who we got? Lance Berkman. Lance Berkman. Houston I'm Astros working. legend Lance Berkman. <laughs> Was not coming out of my mouth. <laughs> you want to hear some Lance Berkman stats that are kind of crazy? Uh, why, why not? Okay. Well, let, let's get Career it. batting not? average of 293. Pretty good. Career on That's, base percentage, yeah. 406. Really? Career on base percentage. He played 15 years. Crazy. 366 home runs, 1,234 RBIs, 
slugging percentage of 537 and a career OPS of 943. And like I said, that is better than Hank Aaron, which is insane. OPS plus of 144. And he's like, oh, I mentioned the stat to you earlier this week about uh, guys who had a OPS of 148 and better in like any specific season. And there was only like a handful of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a career OPS plus of 144. Sheesh. Um, oh. He... It's just, he never won an MVP. He never won a Rookie of the Year. He was a four, five-time All-Star. Six-time All-Star. Yankee legend. Yankee legend. <laughs> he played 37 games with the Yankees. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's just not a guy you kind of think about for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because, like, the killer bees are, like, a really interesting Astros era that people forget about too. Right? Like Bagwell, Biggio, Berkman was as dominant as an offensive trio as you'll maybe ever have in baseball. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we kind of forget about him. Like, like Jeff Bagwell was really, really, really good. Right. And Lance yep. Berkman was arguably better. <laughs> Pretty nuts. So you got a switch hitter guy. With a 406 on base percentage. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, there's there's probably two switch hitters better all time than this guy. And that's Mickey Mantle and Chipper Jones. Uh, that's saying something. <laughs> that's that's a list you want to be on, I'll tell you what. Yeah. So. And Lance Berkman is not somebody that my brain goes to. <laughs> if, uh, if we're even talking about any of those. So that's sick. Yeah, that's sick. Pretty cool stuff. I I, I knew I was going to say that when you are going to be like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to guess. wasn't even going to bother. <laughs> it wasn't even going to bother. <laughs> um, I got one that is not really too much of a reach, but in the sense of where he was at and how short of a career – he pretty much had and as abruptly of a retirement it was you hinted at him before when you brought up matthew stafford megatron Mm. calvin johnson okay yeah yeah now i i only disagree a little bit because i think everybody that's our age or like watched football was old enough to like watch football and like recognize calvin johnson knows mm-hmm. how historically good he was. Yeah. Like, I think most people will tell you he's a top five wide receiver of all time, right? Like, if you watch them play. Yeah, you, you would hope so. You would and, definitely hope so. And, and, he, and it's, it's one of those things that you can't look at stats to back up. You just can't. And that's the thing. Even what stats, he's still pretty wild because receiving touchdowns, he's 23rd with 83. Receiving yards per game, he's second with 86.1. 86.1 yards per game? Yes, oh second. God. Is that behind, uh, receiving is that behind yards. Jerry? Uh, possibly. I don't got that right here. That's fine. Don't worry about but receptions, 47th with uh, 731. Receiving yards, 32 with uh, 11,000. So, like, 
they're the numbers are still there with just nine years played, and that's what's so crazy about him, man. Yeah. And do you look at what six-time Pro Bowler in nine years, and now now he's in the Hall of Fame off of nine years. So, Megatron, you would hope that he is talked about in the regards of being that that top wide receiver, even though he had a short career. Yeah, and I mean he but, he is. What is it? Th- uh, I just saw it. Where to go? Uh, he is 32nd all-time in receiving yards, right, at 135 games played, right? He has mm-hmm. 11, we'll say 11,600, right, which is about literally half of Jerry Rice's yards in less than half the games. Jerry Rice played 303 games, and he's the – like, that's ridiculous, by the way. 303 games as a wide receiver – ridiculous it it's hard to even make it make sense yeah, because look at how many games you're playing in a year yeah that just i like actually makes no sense you play 16 games a year granted they played a lot of playoff games i'm sure those count um <laughs> but even still you're only playing what three four yeah extra that's, games that's that's a little ridiculous like <laughs> I, I don't know that, that's wild shout out yeah, I no, Cal, Megatron's a great one and he was so dominant too, like so dominant, bro. You couldn't if the ball was thrown his way, he was catching it. He was just oh, bigger absolutely. and more athletic and better. That's it. He's just better. Absolutely. You got anything so, else for him? Uh no, that, that's pretty much it for Calvin. Who who you got next on the board? Okay, I'm going with the full definition of underappreciated, right? Okay. This is an NBA player. He has never averaged more than 12 points in a season. Hmm. Never averaged more than 12 points in a season. He was never even really considered to be kind of an all-star. He is exactly what you wanted out of a rotational guy, sixth man type of a deal. And he has the most NBA championships not for an early era Boston Celtics player, right? So no no, no Bill Russell or any of his teammates, right? That's not really fair. <laughs> Robert Horry. <laughs> he career averaged seven points a game with two assists, but he is a seven-time NBA champ. Michael Jordan got nothing on him. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan got nothing on him. Um, he's just one of those guys that, when if you look up like who the best role player ever was, he's on the list because you asked him to play really good defense against really important guys. Granted, he got to play with Kobe, so he had to guard Kobe. Um, well, he did a li- he did a little bit when he was in San Antonio, and he he was part of those uh that little San Antonio dynasty for a little bit there. Um, he would do what you needed to do if you needed them to hit a big bucket. He would do it because he was a he was a pretty decent career shooter, not from three, but he was a career forty six percent shooter. So it's not like they didn't trust him with the ball. It's just he didn't get a lot of shots per game, and they knew that he probably shouldn't. <laughs> but he hit the shots that he needed to. And 
this is exactly the type of player that just falls into underappreciated. If he was on your team, when he was in the game, you were so excited because he, you knew he was going to do positive things. And whether it showed up in a stat sheet or not, he was going to be effective. And that's kind of how a lot of people feel with guys like Draymond Green now. Like, they do, yeah. he does stuff that don't show up in the stat sheets, but there's a reason he's a three-time NBA champion. There's a reason Robert Horry is a seven-time NBA champion. He wasn't just on those teams winning rings like Derek Fisher kind of was late in his career. It's it's like (laughs) D-Fish. So, Robert Horry. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm not mad at that. Um, I'm going on the other end of the spectrum. Somebody who is highly, highly recognized in the game. But I think when you look at the players at this position, you you don't really consider him to be the top dog, even though he very much should be number one. But just because of how he played, where he was at, you he kind of just gets put put to the side, hung up on the shelf, and just, just sitting there because of just the casual fan not really not really appreciating it. The big fundamental, five-time champion Tim Duncan, yeah. one of the best power forwards in the game. Yeah, no, the best, not one of the best, the, the best. Yeah. Not enough love, not enough respect for what what he is to basketball, to the power forward position. Stretch big. Yeah, like, yeah. Timmy D was the definition of a stretch big before, like they were required to shoot three pointers. Yeah, like and fifty percent career field goal percentage that's crazy 50 he shot a lot of shots if you look at his spray chart too a lot of those are mid-range a lot of those this is not like a because i think the career uh free throw or free uh what am i saying field goal percentage leader of all time is either uh tyson chandler or uh deandre jordan i don't remember which of them i think it's uh, i think it's dj yeah i think i've seen that stat before so th- those are the career leaders but those are guys that have literally never taken shots outside of the paint like it's alley-oop yeah. dunk or not shooting and that's and not career he put up uh 14.6 shots a game sheesh so you're you're making 7.4 of them for your whole career 50 percent. just you're either gonna make a miss Half the time. Now, <laughs> straight up. Now here, there's there's an <laughs> argument. There's an argument that I've made like quite a bit over the last couple uh-huh. years, and it's not like a, a slander thing or anything like that. But it, it's kind of in the same vein. You're saying like Tim Duncan's so underappreciated that when people think of like the best players of all time, they think MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Magic Johnson, Kobe, right? Yeah. Tim Duncan is a top five basketball player of all time. Oh, absolutely. I don't care. You can put Timmy D in your top five and yeah. like And he just is. You can't be mad at it. He he's simple. Because it is. all depends on how you look at the game. Yeah. Um I think it's partly because of his demeanor, right? He was just a relaxed guy. He didn't dress yeah, well. It's a, the big he fundamental. Didn't talk. The, the, he there's was, a reason for the name. He wasn't flashy. Gets the job done. Just gets the job done. And that's why he just gets put put on the shelf. Yeah, but you look at his accolades: Rookie of the Year, two-time MVP, three times Finals MVP, All Rookie, fifteen-time All Defensive, fifteen-time All NBA, fifteen-time All Star, five-time champ, and a Hall of Famer. Five-time champ. Can we like understand how important that is? You know how hard it is to win in the NBA. 
And then if you look at, like, the years they did it, it was never, like, a Warriors thing where it was, like, a four-year stretch where they just dominated. It was just, like, oh, okay, so this year we're going to win, and then, like, two more years we're going to win, and then, like, in three years we're going to do it again. And who, mm-hmm. why, why do you think that happened? Was it coaching? Yes, probably. Uh, absolutely. Popovich is the best. Uh, but, no, it was it was because Tim was there, and he was the linchpin on that team for literally two decades. Yeah. And it one interesting thing again. This is not we're not here to like slander anybody, but we're, when you highlight underappreciated players, you have to highlight the more appreciated guys and then compare them, right? Dirk is so so widely recognizable, right? As he should be. Dirk's an all-time great. He's one of the best scorers. He's probably the best non-American player of all time, right? Yeah. At least right now, until Luca passes him at some point. <laughs> um, but. Those two played side by side in the same conference, in the same division, for their entire careers. Yeah. And Tim Duncan was better every single year. Besides the one that they won the championship. And shout out to Dirk. That was a cool championship. But Dirk gets a lot of recognition, right? As he should. The fadeaway. If anybody does a fadeaway shot, turn around and fade away. You go, Dirk. And and that's the thing. He was more flashy with it. So that's why he gets the recognition. Yeah. Just people gravitate towards excitement. Yeah, for sure. You could be as good as you possibly can be, but if like you're not doing anything cool, people aren't gonna like you. Or just not like no, not, nobody not wants like a guy you, to just, just not care. Yeah, like oh, you're you're clocking in, you're doing your job, you're leaving. Nice, cool. You're doing what you got to do. Oh, you're you're clocking in, you're doing cartwheels and shooting off fireworks, and all right, people are gonna look at you. So. It's tough, but Timmy D's definitely up there. I agree. Without a doubt. Uh, bouncing off the Dirk being a national or, inter- or international brand ambassador, going back to baseball, this is a guy we mm-hmm. love a lot. He is the all-time Japanese home run and RBI leader in the MLB. He's a two-time All-Star and a World Series MVP for the New York Yankees. Hideki Matsui is as underappreciated as can be, and that's coming from Yankee fans. If you ask any Yankee fan ever, they love this guy. They wish he was still a Yankee, I'm sure. But if you ask other people, it's not like a name you kind of think about, right? No, not at all. And outside of Ichiro, this is the best Japanese player there's ever been in in the MLB. And now you're, you're obviously starting to see a lot of other uh, – there's there's actually been a good, like, surge of, like, um, Asian players being pretty good in the MLB of late. And you, you have to give some credit to Matsui and to Ichiro for that because these, oh, these are the two guys that came in with really high expectations and met them every step of the way. You know how hard it is to come in? Right, your your nickname is Godzilla, which is this super this superhuman creature that just wreaks havoc everywhere it goes. You're brought into the New York Yankees, the most storied franchise in sports, and your first two seasons you're an All Star, and your first three seasons you lead the league in games played. Just a workhorse. <laughs> Simple as that. 
Almost wins rookie of the year his first year, too. Yeah. It's crazy. He was he was really, really good. <laughs> he was he was he was really, really good for the Yankees and uh, a big part of that lineup, a lefty a lefty masher. And I don't know, you, you see a lot of you, you see him around baseball still, which is pretty cool, right? He's, yeah, he's still absolutely. around, and that that's what's really cool. He's, he's leaving a lasting impression for guys in the league, but for, for fans, I feel like he's very, very underappreciated. Yeah, I, I got no argument there. I love Matsui. <laughs> you got one more for me before we head up out of here? Um, I got a few. You you want me to stick to the the Yankee one, or you want me to bounce to some basketball? Give me basketball. Basketball. All right. The this guy retired a few years ago, right? He's arguably the the second best shooting guard in NBA history. You know who that is, Drew? Second best? Are you talking Vince Carter? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Okay, I was like, what in the world? Okay, <laughs> I was like, how far of a reach are we going here? <laughs> nah, okay. not a, not a reach. Okay, not okay. a reach at all. Yeah, Dwayne no. Wade. Yeah. Okay. People don't give him the respect he deserves either. I, because, I don't agree with this. I don't agree well, with this. No, people tend to just undermine him a little bit just because of who he's won with. You win with the big three with Bosh and LeBron. You win with Shaq. People tend to forget just how explosive Dwayne is at times. And to that extent, like, people don't give him the, the clout that he truly, truly deserves. Like, unless you're a true hoop head, like, you're going to do it. Hoop head. But for just a regular regular dude... That they ain't gonna give him the love that he he really deserves. I don't know if I agree with this because I think if you ask like anybody, like about Dwayne Wade, they're like, yeah, he was a really good basketball player. I don't think I agree with this. Huh? And and you know why? Because on my list, I I decided not to talk about him, but now I got I guess I have to. Chris <laughs> Bosh. Chris Bosh. Yeah, that's the underappreciated guy. Because when you look at the big three, it was LeBron and D Wade and the other guy. Yeah, and whenever something went wrong, whenever something went wrong, people are like, "Oh, Chris Bosh sucks," which is just certainly not true. No, and if we if we go even further back to our conversation about stretch bigs, Bosh is what like brought it to the deep shooting big. Bosh is probably the first good one, like actual good stretch big. I mean, unless you're counting Dirk too. Which I well, guess Dirk, yeah, I guess Dirk had the mid-range. Dirk wasn't really shooting from deep. Bosh was the first one to really go out there and pull up. Yeah. And at the end of so Bosh's that, career, he was shooting 200 threes a game or a year, which is insane. Oh my, oh my god, a game? Yeah, a game. Imagine. <laughs> Get no, him off the court. No, so Chris Bosh's <laughs> career obviously came a little short, right? Yeah, unfortunately. But he really had, he had a seven year career. The last, hold on, no, he had a, not seven year career. I was like, that doesn't make sense. He had a thirteen year career, and in the the last eleven seasons of that, he was an all star. And just people forget. 
Yeah. I think it's because like when the big three ended, he had like his his heart issues and then just like never played again. Sucks. It's been five years since we've seen Chris Bosch play, and he's only like I think thirty four. Like it's really sad to see the way he went out. Yeah. Because it makes you wonder, like, what his career would have been if he was able to maybe get on another team and be that workhorse on there. Or if the the Heat stay together. Or, well, just what if. And it's it sucks when a career has to end on a what if note. Yeah, and you know that Chris Bosh would have been one of those guys that at this point in his career would have ended up being a journeyman, joining some team that's really good already and now they go get Chris Bosh and it's like oh geez not Chris Bosh too like like I would have not been surprised if Chris Bosh got picked up by the Nets like something like that you know like the Nets or you put him on the the Warriors dynasty a couple of years ago like just, just something like that if, all right hear me out if Chris Bosh was on the Warriors dynasty healthy that is the best sports team of all time they don't they don't lose a game like, not basketball team. The best sports team of all time. Yeah, they, they don't lose a game. <laughs> because the only issue that team ever had was they never really had a center that could give them any type of help. And Chris Bosh yeah. was amazing defensively. And his ability to stretch the floor was really, really good. If, you, if you guys ever played with the Miami Heat in 2K12? Uh, I think it was 12. Or 13. Probably both, honestly. Both. <laughs> you know how good Chris Bosh is. Yeah. Got anybody else for me? Um, Just to list them quickly, not really to get into any deep stuff. But um, Scottie Pippen just doesn't get the respect just because, obviously, on the Bulls, MJ's doing all the work. Scotty's one of the best Robins in NBA history. Shout out Michael Vick because of all the nonsense that happened with the the um, dog fighting and stuff. That all his greatness gets erased pretty much because of that. But Mike just set off a whole whole new dynamic of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson isn't a thing if Mike Vick isn't around. Allen Iverson. Like the, don't you dare throw Allen Iverson on this list, don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare. Uh, I've I've heard Allen slander before. I've heard don't, Allen slander. So for those for those people I've heard them say it about, you're stupid. That's, that's for you. You're stupid. It's very. It's so stupid. So stupid. Stupid. But yeah, and then the the Yankee one was gonna be be because of. All the the butt juice with the roids. He, he still is one of the best third basemen and shortstops ever to play. And people just want to hate him. Alex Rodriguez. Go A-Rod. Go A-Rod. <laughs> so, but what other ones did you not talk about? Um, I wanted to mention Marvin Harrison. thought that was a really uh-huh. good one. Um, who else did I have? Off the top of my head. Oh, I had uh, another switch hitter with Beltron, too. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Obviously, 
we could list every offensive lineman ever, right? <laughs> we could list yeah. all, all the good offensive linemen. The the whole offensive lineman position. Yeah. Um I also Underrated. I also want to mention an entire category, uh women in sports in general. Yeah. Just every single Absolutely. one of them. You all through des- and through. You, Absolutely. You all deserve more than you're given. Every single one of you, even if you suck. Even if you're the worst gymnast ever. Even if you're Sally that went to the gym one time, couldn't do a cartwheel, you deserve more credit. Because being a woman in sports <laughs> is really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got. I'm sure there's more. And if you guys have... Oh, there, there's yeah, absolutely more. And if more. you guys have any, we would love to hear from you guys. Who are some of your favorite underappreciated guys? It can be bigger names like we kind of talked about. Or it could just be the role players like the Robert Horries of this world. And granted, he's the, one of the bigger ones. But it could be, you know, Brett Gardner if you're a Yankees fan like we are. And historically, he's not great, but he's a Yankee legend regardless. Uh, who's your legend like that? For whatever, like a Pat Pat Bev or just, just something something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any like that, let us know. You know where to reach us on all of our socials at underscore to spectators. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you better go watch this on YouTube too. Go sub to us over there. Check us out on TikTok. We'll probably make a TikTok about this. Try and get some engagement out of you guys and see what you guys think about underappreciated guys. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, it's a little bit more of an exciting sports week. Got anything else, Brooke? Uh, we do got another episode coming out this week, Jew. You you got a you got a date for them? Uh, I think we said Thursday. Thursday? Okay. I think we said Thursday. So make sure to keep an eye out for that. We got a special guest. So hope you guys enjoy that and stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Look out for that episode Thursday. We'll see you guys Thursday and also next Monday. Later, everybody. Peace. <laughs>